Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guarantee. Restrictions apply. See store for details. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173 or visit buylegacygold.com. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each individual. And for organizations, LHH provides consultative support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com today. Yeah, we're at the Gascon recall desk where the news was released last night that they have uh, gotten to another signature uh, milestone. 400,000 signatures collected. They have raised $6 million. We'll go now to former L.A. County District Attorney Steve Cooley for more on this. Uh, sounds like a pretty good update. Hello? Yes. I'm sorry. I thought you had more. It certainly is, guys. Uh, you know, May 1st was the day that they hit the 400,000 mark, and that happens to be Law Day, USA, uh, declared by President Eisenhower in 1958. So we have a lot to celebrate uh, with May 1st. And how do you think it's going? Do you think uh, we're reaching the tail end of this, or there's still a lot of interest in signing these petitions? There's a lot of interest in signing the petitions. I was out last weekend with my recall Gascon hat on. Uh, at a table with a little banner, this is Recall Gascon, and it's like a magnet. People want to sign it. The key is getting out there, making ourselves available uh, for the uh, the public, and they will come to do it. They want him out, and they want him out big time. We are on track, but the worst thing we can do is become complacent or overconfident. We've got until July 6th to gather uh, in excess of, well, Literally 566,000 valid signatures. And so we've got, what, 66 days to polish this thing off. We're on track, but we have to stay on track. Uh, What kind of a cushion do you want? How far over that 566,000? 
Yeah, the experts say that 10 percent is generally uh, enough. Uh, That would take us to around 675,000. Some people, you know, really want to be totally sure, you know, like where's the fenders, Annabelle at the same time, and they're thinking Mm 700,000. But it's really as many as we can get. Well, you know about uh, the the hocus pocus that happened when uh, with that Mike Bonin recall, and and they said that was a lot of hocus pocus. But I think that was that was a little bit confused because people outside of Bonin's district wanted him out because he affected their district. So you probably had people outside of his district enthusiastically signing the recall petition, not realizing that they weren't exactly within his councilmatic district. This is Los Angeles County, and people generally know the county where they live. So I feel uh, pretty confident we get 10% more than 566,000. Uh, you're going to see him on a ballot. And let me tell you, the way I think, if, if the number of signatures is sufficient, he can count himself recalled at that moment. He is, the polling shows that he will be overwhelmingly recalled. It won't be just a landslide. It'll be a mega landslide. He, we just must get him on a ballot, uh, and then he's gone. Matt, and our prayers have been answered. How much vetting do you do with the signatures you already have? Like, how confident are you that uh, most of these signatures are going to survive scrutiny by a county government? You know, they're going to circle the yes, wagons the to, tri- right? to try to protect one of their own. Well, well interestingly enough, uh, the law does allow, and the county does allow, for a private company to validate the signatures, and that can be that's paid for, and they are trusted and they are certified to do so. So they're already validating the signatures as they come in. They go over to the validation company and they get validated. And I've been told by the professionals the validation rate in this instance is higher than uh, than normal. Right. So we're doing very very well on uh, validation. So is is that four hundred thousand validated signatures or? That's 400,000 uh, signatures that are in with a high degree of validation. So we're, we're really, okay. uh, the rate is excellent for us. Okay, good. I, I just wanted to be as specific as we can because we've had, you know, Bonin and other close calls over the years. Yeah. And no, let, when, you, when you get to that oh, yeah, final step to... where everything gets inspected, so that's when stuff goes awry. Let's talk about the money, Steve. Yeah, you're right. We, oh, $6 million, which is yeah. uh, really a... Uh, a substantial amount for this kind of a, a contest. And I think that, uh, you know, uh, money follows a winner. And I think that people out there realize that this guy could go down and they want to be part of it. So they are donating and they are contributing some relatively large amounts and others, uh, the smaller amounts, but people want to go with a winner. And this looks like it's going to be a winner. Yeah. Hardly a day or a week goes by without another Gascon outrageous story concerning what's going on. I mean, just the other day, we had uh, several of his uh, deputy DAs sue him again for retaliation uh, concerning his directives. Uh, but in, in addition well, yeah, to yeah, his... in terms of a recall, uh, he, he, yeah, in terms of a recall, he certainly is the gift that keeps on giving because, uh, uh, like you're right, it's almost like every day there's something new that's bad about him and it's tied directly to him, whether it be uh, the environment he creates in the office, the fact that 98% of the deputy DAs want him recalled, uh, cases, case decisions where he's intimately involved, and some of his public defender crony management people are doing uh, 
injustice to people. Yeah, uh, he's really uh, made a very good case to recall him through his own acts, activities, and policies. You know what I find weird is if he believes in all these philosophies so deeply, and it's clear he does, why isn't he trying to survive at least so he can make it two more years? Because he's doing everything he can to ensure the recall is going to succeed. And it's, it's, it's self-destructive. You know, at some point, you've got to read the landscape and realize you're going to blow yourself up in November. Whereas if you make some public concessions, a little public relations, maybe you survive for another two years. Well, I think that's a good point. But I, I don't think he can unring his bell. It is so bad and so well-known and so well-documented uh, that he's not going to be able to uh, overcome it. Uh, maybe he has something else up his sleeve, uh, but it, well, it's like the question I get asked all the time. Why does George Soros do what George Soros does? Yeah, I, right. You can't get in their head. You can't uh, get in Gascon's head. You can't get in Soros's head. Even today, I mean, there's some head scratching over the attacker of Dave Chappelle on stage at Hollywood Bowl. They're kicking the story to the city attorney for misdemeanor charges. And people said, well, I don't know. He had a replica gun with a blade attached and look pretty serious to them. They're a little surprised. It just looked like a serious assault to, to, to you know, the uh, untrained eye. Well, I saw that, and, and it looked to me like uh, it, it very well could have been a felony assault with intent to commit great bodily injury. He did have a, uh, this replica gun, uh, but it, if that knife that was attached to it was metal, well, then you've got, uh, and, it's, and it's in his possession, it's any, anywhere close to the victim, that's assault with a deadly weapon or, very likely, assault with intent to commit great bodily injury. So I don't know what they were thinking down there. Uh, well, I and mean, that's an example but, of what uh, I was talking was. about. This is an easy layup here, right? That Everybody knows the story. Everybody's seen the video. To the untrained eye, yeah, that looks like a felony. And then he comes out with a, with a misdemeanor charge and kicks it to the city attorney. It's like, oh, my God, are you serious? I mean, you know, well, you're right. I just, I, I'm, you're I'm right. just amazed. It's an, that... easy, it's, an easy, it's an easy layup, but it's a swish. Uh, and he's a swish artist. He doesn't <laughs> seem to get anything right uh, in terms of the law or the facts. We just have to get rid of this guy. Yeah. Uh, if not, he's going to be creating a lot more victims, unnecessary victims. All right, Steve. Steve, Thanks you're doing the... great work. Yeah, by the way, do people recognize you when you're sitting there with the hat on at the uh, collecting signatures? Did anybody say, hey, it's a former DA? Uh, 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 some do and some don't. And the ones that don't, I just remind them. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know. Sign the petition. That's right. This guy's got to go. All right. Thanks for coming on again. Okay, guys. Thank you. All right. The former L.A. County District Attorney Steve Cooley, who, of course, is a big part of the effort to recall DA George Gascon at recalldagegeorgegascon.com. Ah, 400,000 signatures and growing. More coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be several misdemeanor charges filed by the city attorney, the mustache, Mike Fuhrer, against the attacker of Dave Chappelle on the stage of Hollywood Bowl. So that won't result in really any he won't get kind jail of punishment. No. no, misdemeanors don't get jail time in L.A. County. They don't. It's so, the whole problem we have with Prop 47, dealing with shoplifting and drug so, use and so, everything's a misdemeanor. So George Gascon just gave a free pass to a guy uh, who, who was assaulted. Dave Chappelle in front of thousands of people. Yes. Yeah, Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So now I think it's starting to hit home uh, for this uh, left-wing progressive celebrity Hollywood crowd. You had Jacqueline Avant 
uh, get killed in Beverly Hills, and that shook up a lot of the uh, West Side uh, left wing crowd. And now you're going to see Dave Chappelle get uh, get tackled right in front of your eyes. Yeah. In that addition was, to all the sentences that he has reduced because he doesn't do sentencing enhancements, and of course. Uh, the trans uh, person that attacked the little girl in the restroom and got a light sentence. Uh, these stories just continue to build and build against this man. Right. And uh, this I'm is... sure that's what's propelling the signature gathering. I just hope they make it to the finish line. Yeah, well, I mean, six that... million dollars. I don't know how much of that they've spent, but six millions is a sizable amount. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got they got uh, two solid months here. To and get, then they got to uh... have some left to actually affect the recall and get him out of office in November. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of all this. The union representing 700 prosecutors has filed a complaint because George Gascon will not engage with any collective bargaining with them. You may find this surprising, but the Association of Deputy District Attorneys is a union for the deputy DAs of L.A. County, uh, and they do collectively bargain for certain aspects of their deal with the county and with the DA, and they said that he's ignoring them. <laughs> now, it may be because 90-something percent of them voted to well, support the recall. I'm sure. But you can't really do this. You have to carry on business. And he has ignored <laughs> the request for some bargaining. He's failed to provide related material requested by the union. There's no letters, phone calls, emails, nothing. Nothing. They get uh, crickets when they well, reach out to the Gascon administration about what's going on with their uh, their deal? He doesn't. He doesn't care about the law. He I doesn't know. care about anything. He doesn't care and about this. Is these his way people. of giving them the finger? Yeah. Hopefully, he probably wishes they'd all quit. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, they they want to bargain because they want to increase the number of. Uh, they describe them as grade four deputy DAs and a special pay adjustment for that uh, class. Compensatory time issues involving environmental protocols and metal detectors. And all that stuff has to be worked out. Yeah, what out. this sounds like is routine to me. Right. It's just routine that occasionally the union no, reaches I, out to the management and says, all right, here's a few things we need to talk about. It. And usually the response is, okay, we'll get to it. But uh, there was nothing. Look, he doesn't care if people die. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> care about the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the mothers of uh, their children oh, well. getting killed. He, you know, he's a, he's a sociopath. And he's a I, jerk. On top of that, he, he thinks that the deputy DAs are evil. Because their prosecutors have been part of the system that he wants to completely upend and reverse. Because yeah, they prosecute criminals. That makes yeah, them crazy. They're evil. What right. are these what are these guys doing prosecuting criminals, huh? Uh well they're prosecutors, Mr. Gascon. I don't care. It's outrageous. But we don't do that anymore in this office. We don't prosecute. Um we do restorative justice. We sit down right. and we discuss what happened. Go out and restore. You know? You've been raped, we'll bring in your rapist, you guys will sit down and work it out. All right, and everybody goes back to their lives. That's basically what uh, the idealist of George Gascon wants it, to do. Was it Henry Schubert explaining that restorative justice thing? Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah. If you yeah. didn't hear her, she's running for for attorney general uh, to to up against Rob Bonta, who's the current attorney general. And we we asked her because I am really fascinated, and, and very little journalism is done on this. What are all these cockamamie alleged rehab programs? What is all this restorative justice? She says the state does have some, and some do work, but uh, I, I, not on the level of this. I'd like to know what they do that works and what they do that doesn't. And I, I, I want to understand this, because they have a pretty high recidivism rate. Right. So a lot of this doesn't work. I mean, Smiley Martin got uh, a lot of uh, credits, and presumably he went through rehab uh, 
rehab programs, and then he ended up shooting everybody up in Sacramento. But he talked. She talked about restorative justice, where uh, you have you have a, a rapist, and the rape victim gets to sit down with the rapist and explain all the horror and trauma of being raped. Right. So you remember, talking- if the rape victim won't go, they they put a stand in. Yes. Remember that part. That's what f- I flip my lid over. That it's like well. Most of the time, she's not going to go. I mean, who wants to actually sit across from your rapist and try to explain how horrible it was, right? While he sits there rolling his eyes or with, like, some smirk on his face. And and Anne-Marie said, well, then what they want to do is they get, get a substitute, some other rape victim who's willing to talk to the rapist. And I'm thinking, are you... And this is not this was not her idea. She's just explaining how it she's works. Explaining how and it I'm works. thinking, are you nuts? Seriously, this is this is what goes on there. This really is what goes on. You get a substitute rape victim to try to reach the rapist, and this is what restorative justice is. They are truly insane. Little love and understanding can change anyone, John. Why don't you get that? Why don't I get that? What's wrong with me? All right, we got more coming up. Obviously, I'm the problem, Johnny. Can't KFI. What a surprise! It is KFI. It is. I was just scrolling through the uh, El Segundo Times official endorsement of Gavin Newsom for a second term. It's pretty laughable. (laughs) Guiding us through the pandemic. (laughs) Fending off a recall. What challenges he faced. He rose to the occasion. (laughs) They're funny. Pretty laughable. <laughs> silly, silly twits. Yeah. What is this about his... Uh... Yeah, he guided us all right. Oh, yeah, his progressive, bold agenda. He needs to follow through on it with his full second term. We'll be watching. And... Anyway. Um, Thanks. This media release this afternoon from one of the stooges on the L.A. County Board of Supervisors. John loves them all. It's not Sheila Kuehl. It's the other one. Janice Hahn. Janice Hahn. And when we did this story last week, we both kind of said, wow, this is going to give this crowd, they're going to have to pick. What am I talking about? It's the mess at Union Station in downtown Los Angeles. The El Segundo Times did a story talking to the noble workers. These would be the janitors and what they face on a daily basis from attacks and homeless people who basically live in Union Station, the busy rail station in downtown Los Angeles. And of course, we were on the side of the employees. They work. They're trying to do their best to clean the bathrooms and such, but some of them are getting beat up and attacked. And it's so bad that a lot of them are wondering if they should come to work, even though, you know, this is the lower end of the labor pool, so there's not a lot of choices there. So this afternoon, Janice Hunt put out a message. Today, Los Angeles County Supervisor Janice Hahn released the following statement in support of union station janitors who've experienced increased violence since the pandemic. Quote, what is happening to janitors at union station is unacceptable. No one should have to go through what these essential workers, there you go, are experiencing. I support and stand with these workers in calling for increased security, better safety protocols to protect them so they can do their jobs without fearing for their lives. No mention of the fact it's homeless people that are causing the trouble. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's all the crazed homeless people that Janice Hahn allows to run all over Union Station instead of getting the the sheriff's deputies in there to clear them out and say, I'm sorry, you can't you can't lie around here and you can't go terrorizing the workers. That's what you do. You send in a force of sheriff's deputies. Instead, Jan- this, this makes me crazy. But yeah, she releases people. a statement I, to support them. I'm right. releasing a statement. 
I, I support the janitors. I'm standing with them. Look at me. You see me? I'm standing. I, I'm standing with them. And I support them. And I'm, I'm going home now. All she's saying is, oh, just increase security. No, you're right. It? Get the bums the, out of there. You gotta get you gotta get the sheriff's deputies. Oh, but that's the other half of this. We have nowhere to go, and we can't just uh, criminalize homelessness by evicting people from well, one of the few indoor spaces they can hang out in. And not to mention all the crazy people that are taking the buses and the trains all day. Yeah, no kidding. I, I mean, I mean, how many how many of those homeless people when they get bored with laying in their own waste at Union Station, then uh, crawl into a train and just ride the train back and forth all day? Something to do. I mean, <laughs> occasionally get off. And... They never do anything. They never do anything. And every four years, they get voted in and are paid $300,000 a year to do nothing again. That's why I mean, again, you're calling for a bloodbath. I just don't know. I mean, I don't know how many of these, these I mean, five are up for election. I think what, you year. get 12 years as a supervisor? Is I think so, yeah. Okay, and then they're paid 300000 and that doesn't count the slush funds that they have on the side. So that's about $3.5 million in 12 years they earn, plus the slush funds, plus their health care benefits. They do absolutely nothing but make life more and more miserable. And on election day, it's like, yes, I'm going to vote for Janice Hahn. I really like her. I, I really do. I think she's doing a wonderful job. So on the same topic, the L.A. County Board of Supervisors had this blue ribbon commission on homelessness, <laughs> and they announced today their decision. And all it is is to reshuffle the bureaucracy. They're creating a new office or new department. Oh, good. Here we go. The homeless industrial spending <laughs> complex we, we get is going to get hire, bigger. We get to hire more bureaucrats. That's right. Well, they've clearly been unsatisfied with our friends at LASA, the Los Angeles Homeless Services Authority. So what they're doing with this is they're trying to create a new agency that they believe will be better coordinated it will include the county's Department of Health Services, Social Services, and Mental Health, and will report directly to the Board of Supervisors. Do I hear and see here that nothing's going to change? I don't think so. Well, because it's the same talent pool of is, do right. nothing. And d- there's no end. measures they're going to take to really aggressively deal with the homeless problem. No, no. There's, there's no... It's the usual pap about, oh, we need to find okay. housing. Oh, here, here, here's this. Supervisor Hilda Solis, who is... Almost as stupid as Janice Hahn. Almost. Okay, that's saying it. But then, she, you know, she, then there's Sheila Kuehl, and then there's... Uh, Sheila Kuehl's just mean. Um, <laughs> Solis said the recommendations, this is a great quote, provide a framework for building a transparent, inclusive, and accountable homeless governance system. It's just pap. Transparent and inclusive. The dopey playbook, <laughs> I know. What the, what the F does that mean? We have city partners who will be at the table to enhance cooperation to support unhoused individuals living in their jurisdictions. To support unhoused individuals. It's nonsense. <laughs> so Janice Hahn is supporting the, uh, the uh, uh, Union Station workers, and she's supporting the uh, unhoused homeless. Uh, yeah. So, is that uh, redundant to be an unhoused homeless? This Blue Ribbon Commission was sitting around since last July. This is what they came up with. An eight-member committee tasked with conducting a comprehensive study and analysis of LASA's governance and operations and provide recommendations to change and improve the agency's effectiveness. This is entertaining. Sheila Kuehl actually voted against it. Ah. She said it would cause a thickening of the county bureaucracy. 
Like wow, a, we like, kind of agree with her. Like a, the thickening. Yeah, the vote was three to two, wasn't it? Like a yeah. thickening of the uh, your coronary arteries. Uh, right. And a process of administrative seat swapping. Oh, that sounds a little dirty. That will uh, divert time, resources, and attention. Well, she's kind of saying what we said. It's only going to be another big bureaucracy, and it's probably just going to be people who were at LASA will come over to this new agency, and we'll get the same bad results. Right? That's probably what's going to happen. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's because they have experience (coughs) to bring them on board, but they failed. They stink. See, they, 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 they want Lhasa to refocus its efforts on ensuring that federal funding opportunities are in line with state and local priorities. What the hell does that mean? Let's listen to this process. Before they created this super agency, they had the Blue Ribbon Commission, eight members, six months of meeting. Yeah. A comprehensive study and analysis of Lhasa's governance and operations. And uh, they sought feedback from county supervisor staff. Los Angeles City Council members, business associations, coalitions of faith leaders, officials from cities across the county, civics groups like the Committee for Greater L.A. They say they want L.A. to refocus its efforts on ensuring that federal funding opportunities. Oh, they want more money from the federal government. I get it. Yeah, it's just to feed the homeless industrial <laughs> complex monster. Right, because they hi- they're going to hire all these new people and these super The billions that they've already spent, not enough, just get us more money. So would this be covered by some federal program that we could access? Oh, my. Uh, this is right. monstrous. We got more, more coming up. People are useless, worthless, failures. A couple of stories dealing with Russia, Ukraine. This one a bit surprising. Remember we mentioned the other day that the Russian foreign minister, in an interview with an Italian media outlet, uh, said that uh, Adolf Hitler had Jewish blood. Remember that story? Yes. This is Sergei Lavrov. Guess what happened today? You might be shocked. Vladimir Putin called the Israeli prime minister and apologized for that remark. He, he kills thousands of Ukrainians? Yes. And the thing he apologizes for is one of his ministers? Stupid. Said that Hitler might have been Jewish, yes. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Israel is trying to be a mediator between Russia and Ukraine. Well, they were before the invasion, but well, they're still. So, what are they doing though? They're being a mediator. What, what, do, what do you mediate when? No, when... they were trying to mediate before the invasion. Oh, before I guess the that's invasion, they gave up. But uh, Putin apologized. Now, another story connected to Putin, which is fascinating, it deals with the oligarchs and the yachts. There is this super yacht called the Sherahazad. Oh, that's Putin's yacht. We don't know that. No, uh, yeah, I do. There has not been due process. It's worth $700 million, 459 feet. So it's been in a repair dock in Italy, in a place called Marina di Carrera. And the Italian police are trying to certifiably find out who the legitimate owner is before they seize it. Otherwise, if they don't find that out in time, it may take off once it's fully repaired. It's been Just dry it. there. What's he going to do? Drop nuclear weapons on Italy? Yeah, I don't know why they Just don't. Just take it. It's it, The Italian media says the owner is Edward uh, Kudanatov, an oil tycoon, <laughs> not nice. sanctioned currently. Yeah. And apparently the crew is British. The captain is British. Mm. And they're just not commenting at all when reporters try to ask them 
who owns this. Some just say, I don't know, or others just say, not Putin. Well, they, I'm they, sorry, they're British. Not Putin. They put it in the water on Tuesday. So Mr. Kudnatov's ownership of the vessel could not be independently verified. If he is the owner, it may only be on paper. His name also came up in the case of another super yacht. But there was a former crew member who wanted to remain anonymous who said, oh, it's Putin's. It's Putin's yacht. Yeah. No, it's, you, just, you just have a buddy uh, put his name on it. That's all. Yeah. What would you do with it if you seized it, I guess? I'd blow it sell up. It? Yeah. No, you could sell it and use money for your government and did for you, good deeds. Did no. you see one of the, the uh, a really cool, expensive Russian tank was blown up? By yeah. the Ukrainians, one of their newest, that. one of their newest models. Ah, that's right. Smoke and ruins now. Yeah, what did they call it here? It's supposedly their most advanced tank, the T-90M. They just put it out there. Just days after it was deployed. <laughs> it's now a smoldering wreck. God knows how much that thing cost. But they get it with another drone drop? Is that how they did it? Or? I don't know. Oh. I don't know what, uh, I guess, fired some kind of, some kind of missile at it. Oh, the Ukrainians boy. have been really good at this. I guess I have to say they were ready and uh, we were giving them the weapons. everything they got. Were to, you uh, say, uh, to knock back the Russians? <laughs> you you got to put on his mic. Hello. Hello. Hey now, there we yeah, go. We are, okay. yeah. New studio. Huh? New studio. Well, new, yeah. new board operator. There you go. Um, oh, I, I, got, I got something to ask you. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, How much? Phil Mickelson? Yes. He's lost $40 million gambling. No way. Yeah. Four years. Wow. Man, oh, 40 man. $40 million. That makes me feel better. You know, <laughs> he was going to move out of the state of California because of taxes. Then he got pressured to staying in. Oh. Remember he was, he was going to Oh yeah, he was remember move. that. Sure. Remember he said he was going to move to Nevada. Hmm, I wonder why he was going to move to Nevada. Hmm. Imagine hmm. 40 million? Wow, that's wild, man. 40 million dollars. Uh-huh. You know, you would think like when you lost a million, you'd be sitting in one of those big guy, uh, you know, football helmets at Caesar's Palace at the sports book going, "Well, I lost a million dollars." And then get some help. Right. <laughs> you know? Now, <laughs> 40 million. Wow. Who's the uh, the comic guy that said this? He said, uh, he said, you know, gambling is the only addiction where you can make a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Norm McDonald don't. said that. Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald. Um, Steve Gregory is coming on. He's going to talk about the uh, Dave Chappelle attack. Yeah. And if I owned, like, if I owned a management firm and I I managed bands and comics and stage acts, I would I would prevent them from going on in Los Angeles. Until they got a new DA. Yeah. someone's going to get killed there. Oh, yeah, because no, it's like open season now. Right. I mean, you're, you're, you're not going to... Everybody clearly saw what happened. He, he ran up on stage. He had a, what looked like a gun. He had a knife. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he assaulted Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I mean, when you run on stage like that with a knife, you're, you want to kill the guy. Gascon is the only one who didn't see a felony. Wow. It's a misdemeanor. What are you talking about? But that's, that, that's like the worst guy in L.A. not to see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> one guy you needed to convince. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, Patrick Warburton's coming on with us, you know, from uh, Family Guy. The, oh, uh, yes. The, uh, the cop, the ex-cop in the wheelchair. That's the character he plays. Yes. Yeah, he's coming on. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. What time? He's coming on at 7.05. Okay. <laughs> if you want to stick I'm around. Excited. You've got a lot to look forward to. <laughs> what time are you home by? Uh, about 6.35, 6.40. You make it home that quickly, huh? 
Uh, yeah, it never snapped back to uh, oh, traffic. The huh? old traffic. Wow, patterns. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, no. exactly. Right. That's pretty cool. And also, Ken, uh, did you did you uh, re up for next year? Are you a season seat holder for the Rams? Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, I paid for the seat license, so yeah, I just oh, had I to see. buy the season tickets, and the when, actual games. When do you get the license fee back? Like in thirty years? Something like that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's I'll why. pass it on to you. All right. But, man, that's going to be an exciting season. I mean, going to the games where they're introduced every every Sunday uh, as world champion, L.A. Rams. You are yeah. Super Bowl champion. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Never the first one will before. be the one where they give out the rings and put up the flags and go oh, all that's the right. thing. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you missed the parade, though, right? You didn't go to the parade? No, that didn't look safe. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not prosecuting crime, so. <laughs> I, I guess at the parade they had a special section for season seat holders. That's what well, they did. You should. Day. Well, I, I mean, the, the, the season ticket holders ought to get rings, too. Do you get a ring? You should get a ring. You're financing this. I have, like, a little plastic one I got at a cupcake place. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, great. did you ever get your ring off your finger, John? No. No, I stopped trying. Okay. Wait, your wedding ring? Yeah, it's yes. stuck on his fat it, finger. It, it stuck, yeah. I see the, this knuckle here got fat. Wow. Yeah, I can't get it oh, off. it is huge, yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's all bulging out. And uh... Try salads for a week. So, oh, wow. <laughs> for a week. Ding dong. <laughs> and stop eating the ding dongs. This, this is a tough crowd. <laughs> it really is. By the way, though, when that Ukrainian blew up that Russian tank, we have audio. He said ding dong when he did it. <laughs> yeah, he did. What Isn't a that hit. crazy? <laughs> it's getting around. I tell you, it's All taking right. off. All right, Conway's oh, next. Oh. Ding dong right. with you. Crush has got the news. Dong. Yeah. KFI, KOST, HD2, oh. Los Angeles, Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's never been more important. Important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit BuyLegacyGold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.